Bill O'Reilly here, Friday, February 4th, 2022. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening this week in America. COVID subsiding, thank God, in most of the country. Cable news ratings plunge. San Francisco's death spiral continues. A report ranks the most dangerous nations on earth. Also ahead, listeners sound off, but first, new cases of COVID falling in most parts of the USA. The seven-day average stands at 400,000 infections each day, down from 800,000 three weeks ago. The positivity rate in hotspots like New York City dropping from 25% in January to 5% right now. To date, at least 75 million Americans have contracted COVID. That's 23% of the entire population. 900,000 have died from the virus. Cable News Operations reporting a historic drop in ratings last year. Data from Bloomberg revealing daily viewership at Fox down 34%. CNN down 40%. MSNBC down 30%. A poll from Axios says half of Americans believe journalists mislead their audience on purpose. Six in ten say news organizations are more concerned with profit than reporting the facts, which is certainly true. Seventy percent routinely get their information from independent online sources. I recommend BillOReilly.com if you can put up with that guy. San Francisco's tourism industry collapsing, business travel revenue down 93% in the last two years. The number of occupied hotel rooms in San Francisco dropping from 1 million in 2019 to just 50,000 this winter. What a catastrophe. Total visitors to San Francisco tumbling from 26 million to 13 million. Why? Robberies there up 30%. Car theft up 750% in many neighborhoods. Progressive values at work. An annual report from International SOS ranks the most dangerous countries on the planet. The nations are judged on violent crime, drug addiction, life expectancy, frequency of natural disasters, worst places, Afghanistan, Somalia, Yemen, and Syria. Most peaceful, Greenland, Norway, Japan, Switzerland, The USA coming in at 15 of dangerous places right between Canada and Australia. In a moment, listeners have their say. Right back. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield Warranty, you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises, and their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, visit ahs.com bill. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty 
which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. Listeners sound off. We do this each Friday. You can reach me, Bill, at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name in town if you wish to opine. Let us go to Dave in Whitehall, Pennsylvania. O'Reilly, you say the Democrats are going to get a tremendous beating in the 2022 elections. But imagine that the Democrats retain both houses of Congress. Will you then admit there was voter fraud? If there is voter fraud and it's provable, Dave, I'll admit it. But why don't we consider this? In the presidential election of 2020, where the allegations of fraud are centered, there were also Senate and House races. And the Republicans picked up a lot of seats in the House. So if there was going to be voter fraud across the board, big time fraud, don't you think the Democrats would have increased their position in the House? So I'm a logical guy. I'm open to allegations of fraud, but you have to produce hard evidence, Dave. Lewis, Raleigh, North Carolina. Have you noticed the left and administration's new term? It's called gun violence. Nothing about the bad guys. That's not new, Lewis. The left, the progressives, Joe Biden, his administration, the Democratic Party, all will never admit the violent crime problem is driven by criminals, not machines like a gun. Okay? They're never going to put the blame on criminals. Why? Because the progressive believe America is an evil, bad, terrible place, and that criminals are victims. They're victims. Somehow society made them do this stuff. That is the progressive mindset. Stephen Portland, Maine. ABC should have removed the view from the news side after Barbara Walters left the program. It was only because of her that it was part of the ABC News banner. For a while, the view was under the entertainment arm of ABC Disney. But now it's under the news arm, which is an embarrassment to the news agency because this has nothing to do with news. The view is a progressive hate fest. And the poor conservative women who worked on the show will tell you how mistreated they were. So why is ABC News allowing that? I mean, this is the biggest farce in the country. Patricia Taos, New Mexico. Mr. O'Reilly, while you are reading the food that's bad for you, I am eating some M&Ms. Very tasty. Okay, Patricia, make sure you get your blood sugar tested. I don't want you or any other American to get into health trouble. Once in a while, M&Ms are great. Eat them every day and you'll be sorry. I'm Bill O'Reilly. I approve the message by putting it together. If you'd like more honest news analysis, please visit BillOReilly.com where you can see me on television. In a moment... 
something you might not know. Hey guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. On this day in 1787, an armed uprising of furious American farmers against the U.S. government was defeated in Massachusetts. The men then scattered to the far reaches of New England to avoid execution. Here is the story of Shays' Rebellion. After the Revolutionary War, farmers who fought against Great Britain received little compensation. They were poor, and some were starving. At the same time, Massachusetts residents were ordered to pay higher taxes to the state than they had been paying to the British crown. Boston authorities began to arrest farmers and foreclose on property. After failing to settle the dispute peacefully, locals began targeting government buildings. It was kind of a guerrilla war. Daniel Shays, for whom the rebellion is named, was a farmer who fought in the Battle of Bunker Hill. Within a year, he led a group of 1,500 tax rebels. By January 1787, the Massachusetts governor decided to quell the insurrection using military force. He raised a private army of 2,000 men. The group marched west under the command of former Continental Army General Benjamin Lincoln. On February 4th, General Lincoln's soldiers ambushed Shays' group at their camp in central Massachusetts. The main rebellion was crushed. In total, six rebels were killed, dozens wounded, 150 arrested. Daniel Shays and the other leaders fled north to Vermont. Now, the legendary Samuel Adams in Boston demanded the insurrectionists be executed. But the Massachusetts legislature eventually pardoned thousands of rebels if they paid a small fine and took an oath of loyalty to the state. Shays himself was pardoned the following year. He returned to Massachusetts, then moved to upstate New York. He died in 1825 at the age of 78. And here's something else you might not know. Shays' rebellion sparked the creation of a stronger federal government. The uprising led to the Constitutional Convention in Philadelphia later that summer. Historians believe the conflict haunted George Washington and prompted the general to end his retirement and serve as the nation's first president. Back after this. 
Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The foundations in the line of duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings and barbecues. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.